Hello, I'm Karina Jane and welcome to The Real Womanhood Life, a podcast of real and raw conversations with women chatting about the ups and downs of life and finding the beauty within it all. Hello and welcome to episode nine of The Real Womanhood Life. I am, yeah, I just love having you guys here. I love having this space and uh, I love being able to chat to you about all sorts of random shit that is life. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to share a few things with you that's happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, For those following along at home or for those that listened to uh, my last episode, I shared um, that we were pregnant, that we were five weeks pregnant. And unfortunately, we've miscarried and our little baby has grown their wings. Yeah. Fucked. So fucking shit. <sighs> so there's that. Um, it's been really crap. Um, the best thing I think that I ever had done was actually shared that we were pregnant. Um, I'm glad I shared it on the podcast. And I am glad that I shared it with, you know, people on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that that follow along um, with my little With Love Karina Jane page. I'm just, yeah, I'm just really grateful for that space. And so thank you for all the love and the messages. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate it because I think for me by sharing that we were pregnant and then sharing the lost it kind of like and then being able to talk about it has destigmatized it and I think that's my biggest goal is like breaking down the stigmas around lots of different things um I've had a lot of lessons I've had a lot of lessons over the last however fucking long around stigmas and what people think we should and shouldn't be doing and who does what and blah 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 and it's just yeah it's full on you know my mum said to me she goes oh I didn't realize that you told so many people that you were pregnant you were that far along and I said well if I don't tell people that I'm pregnant and then I miscarry and then people want to know like what's going on I'm basically lying to them, like I'm being ashamed of the fact that we lost a baby. And for me in my life and what I'm doing with mental health, I know that I can't hide that stuff. I don't want to hide that stuff. I don't know some people want to hide stuff like that because they want to be private and they don't want to share it. And that is like totally okay. You do you, boo. But I think for me, I see the bigger picture of what I'm actually trying to achieve and it is breaking down the stigmas around things. So, yeah. yeah. So a couple of other cool things that have happened in the last couple of weeks would be that um, on Monday, just gone. Um, so on Monday, just gone, I um, joined our local Rotary Club. So there's two clubs here in Esperance. Um, one has been all men. For the last 60 years since Rotary started um, back in whatever year it was, 60 years ago, <laughs> 
Um, and then there's another club in town that's been around for like 25, 30 years, I think. And um, they have women in their club. My dad is the president-elect of the Esperance Club, which is all men. Um, so he'll be the president next year. And um, Rotary supported me a lot last year with the project that we had with Armed for Life, which was bringing resilience courses into students around town. So it was really cool. We had like 2,000 students go through the program and the program was funded by a local community group called the Mount Burdett Foundation. And because the mums that was organising the events, we weren't a community organisation. So we needed someone to like basically funnel the funds for us and pay all of our bills. And um, I asked Rotary and they said yes. And through that, I ended up going to a few meetings with my dad and I saw what the Rotary Club does for our town and our community. And I actually got this random message one day from a lady that's in what we call the Bay Club, which is the other club that's always had women in it. And she was like, hey, I've heard that you're interested in about doing Rotary. Like, we'd love to have you, blah, blah, blah. And I actually rang my dad and I was like, look, dad, I know that you guys have never really had women in the club but if I'm going to do Rotary I'd really love to do it with you and do it with your group and he goes well you know there'll be a few people that might not like it but hey let's give it a go and we did and I was accepted and yeah on Monday night we had this amazing induction ceremony um and my mom and my dad and my stepdad and my stepmom and my sister-in-law and my husband were all there and um yeah, I got to celebrate being the first woman um, allowed, not allowed, you know, the first woman to be um, granted a membership. And it was really funny because they were, someone was like, oh, you know, like how come they've never had a woman, blah, blah, blah. And with Rotary, they don't go out promoting membership as such. It's basically like you have to inquire. Um, and if you don't inquire, obviously you're not going to join. Um, and so that's how it ended up for me. I was like, you know what, this is the club that I want to be with. It's the, it's the, it's the people that I want to be around. And um, yeah, so it was really, really exciting. 33 years after women were allowed into Rotary, I finally was the first one for the Esperance Club. And oh man, my cheeks are like hurting from smiling so much. It's been such an amazing week. Um I've been featured in the newspaper and on the radio and on social media. And, um, you know, for me, it's a platform of resources that I can lean on and support that I can lean on um, to help me achieve, you know, some of my goals around destigmatizing mental health, you know, and destigmatizing a lot of different things. So it was really cool. I had this conversation with the district governor. So like, she's like our area manager of Rotary. And I said to her what I was trying to achieve. And my biggest goal for this year is to get an independent consultant to come to town and to be able to review the mental health situation down here, um, because we are really lacking with mental health support, particularly for our youth. And, um, she said to me, she goes, why don't you reach out to Australian Rotary Health? And I was like, sorry, who now? Um, and Australian Rotary Health is a group of, um, I don't know, basically they're like this body that funds mental health research and different health things. And so I reached out to them on Wednesday and I got a reply yesterday and like it's all just fucking happening. So I was like, 
holy shit, I asked one question the other day from like just a conversation by telling someone what I'm trying to achieve and I'm like, I'm going, like the ball is rolling and I'm like, oh, wait for me kind of thing. So that's been pretty cool, you know, being able to be a member of Rotary and be part of a bigger picture I think is a really big important part of my recovery. Um, I think of like, you know, those ads that used to be on Telly Heaves, which is like act, belong, commit. And it's like being a part of, um, being a part of something for me is a really big thing because it's filling me up. I'm being able to be helpful, be useful, being able to volunteer, being able to do different things for the community, being able to help others. But I'm not doing it from like when you're involved with a group and you're involved with a team. You're not having to do it all on your own. Um, And that's what I really love about being a part of Rotary and even being a part of like our sporting club. Um, You know, I play hockey and basketball and stuff like that, and that's involved with our Sharks Sporting Club. And one of my friends that plays hockey with me, she said to me last year, she's like, you know, Karina, I noticed a big difference when you weren't playing hockey or weren't playing volleyball. Like we've played lots of different things together. She's like, I noticed a massive difference within you when you weren't doing that kind of stuff and you seem to be really struggling and now you're back and you're a part of the team and stuff like that. And I can tell, like, I just feel like I belong. And that's that like whole act, belong, commit, you know, like I see it and I see why they say it, but it never made sense to me (laughs) at the time. So, yeah, I think it comes down to definitely being able to find your people and find those that, you know, care about you and want you to be around. Um. Because it's very easy when you're in the mindset of you're not worthy, that no one wants you, that no one blah, blah, blah. When you're in that mindset, when you're in any mindset, right? Or how's this for an example? Okay, so I don't know if I've done it with you guys on the podcast, but I think I did it in one of my groups. But just for a sec, like do this exercise, okay? So I want you to just quickly notice all of the green things that are around you. Okay, I want you to close your eyes and recall to me all of the blue things that you saw. So you're not going to see them. You're going to be like, what, blue things? I thought we were talking about green things. And so it comes to that. It's like when you're only looking for validation of you're not worthy and you're not this and you're not that, that's all you're going to see. But when you are in the position when your mindset is in the right spot. And I mean, right, wrong, there's no such thing as right, wrong. But for this, I want to say, like, when your mindset is in that spot of being able to see the good versus seeing the bad all the time, like, it's so fucking amazing. But I know that when you're in that spot of feeling shit, it's not wrong, you know, like, you can be there. That's exactly where you need to be right now. You need to be there sitting in the shit and like working out what's going on. But it's like, how long are you prepared to sit in this shit? So it leads me to this like book that I've been reading, um, which is really cool. So I follow this chick on Facebook. Um, her name's Whitney Goodman and her Instagram handle is Sit with Wit. So S I T W I T H W H I T. How's that for a little tongue twister? Um, but when I share this podcast on my socials, I'll share the link to her Instagram as well. 
<sighs> but there's just so many things I've got like all of these sticky notes and highlighter and stuff like that going through her first few pages of her book and last week in my podcast well not last week but the last episode of the podcast I was talking about taboo subjects and when I started reading her book she's got in here so these are the things that are like difficult topics right so these are like the things that people really struggle to talk about things that like really um if I've ever spoken to you guys about the resilience scale there's like you know on a scale of one to 10, like how serious something is in your life, these things here that I'm going to talk about are 10s, right? So when you hit a 10 in your life, this is a dramatic event. This is something that is life-changing. This is something that really affects you, mind, body, and soul. Like this affects your body's DNA. And so I'll list them out to you. So the topics and situations are infertility and pregnancy loss. Yeah, me. Grief and loss. Yeah. Hang on one sec. Work stuff. Um, so, yeah, infertility and pregnancy loss, grief, grief and loss, illness and disability, romantic relationships, breakups or divorce, family and family estrangement, career trouble or job loss, physical appearance after a traumatic event, pregnancy and parenting, Racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, ableism, sizeism, classism, and any other types of prejudice and mental health issues. So they're all like really hard personal subjects. She goes on to say they're really personal and layered. Talking about any of these topics is not the same as complaining about waiting in a long line or saying that you feed her. These are issues that shake us to our core and expose our vulnerability. We have to handle them with different type of sensitivity, both within ourselves and for others and this is where true emotional processing is crucial and must be encouraged so if you ever feel tempted to reach for a platitude when learning of these troubles or facing them yourself pause tune into the deeper emotions of the moment and try to respond from a place of acceptance and support and so so that was just a little passage out of her book you know people say that like after every storm is a rainbow, there's always a silver lining, there's always a lesson to be learned, there's always this, there's always that. And I actually want to challenge that in the sense of I don't think that there always is any of those things. You know, we've had, we've, we've got two beautiful boys We've got one that is nine this year and the other one that is turning seven. But I also have two angel babies, two babies that just didn't make it earthside. And I don't think, you know, in my head, I'm like, were they babies? You weren't even 12 weeks. But I'm like, fuck off. Um, you know, I spent however many weeks hoping and dreaming and thinking of what life was going to be like in nine months' time and, you know, what things were going to change within our in our house and, you know, what things were going to change within our life and, you know, my body was changing and things were happening. And to try and process that loss and say, oh, you know, well, maybe it was for the best, you know, maybe there was something wrong with the baby, maybe, like, I don't care. Like, it still fucking hurts. It still fucking hurts. You know, someone was 
you know, people say about like time heals all things. Well, I don't think time heals all things. I think what happens is over time. So it's like, okay, so imagine you've got a rock and the rock is like super, super rough. Like the edges are super sharp and it's just, you know, like it's rough and it's raw. And so over time, what happens is like life goes on, things happen, other dramas happen, other issues happen, good things happen, bad things happen, and it's just like life consistently. And so life is like a wave, right? And so those waves are like polishing the rock. And so it's still the same rock. The rock at the core is still exactly the same. But it's just been, you know, just slowly things have changed, different things have changed. So, yeah, that was a cool analogy. And I suppose I could go into the analogy of like, you know, life is like the ocean and the waves and the ups and the downs and stuff like that. And that's so true. But, you know, back to the resilience scale, like if we're talking about, and I get the resilience scale from this, from Adam Pritchula. He's from Armed for Life and we worked with him last year with the youth mental health. And Adam has a scale. And so like on a scale of one to 10 and 10 being those things that I discussed that were in Whitney's book, you know, if a 10 happens to you, okay, it can take months to years for you to bounce back from that, okay? Now, your bounce back will depend on how long you've been sitting at a 10. Now, if you've been living with depression, anxiety, trauma, like you've been dealing with things like that back to back, then you're not going to bounce back quickly. It is going to take you time. And it's like the more that we don't deal with these issues, the more that we push back and go, you know what, that's happening. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I've got this. There's lessons in it. I'm feeling this. And, you know, like I don't need to process it. I'm just going to get up and get on with my fucking life. The more you're actually burying and that is deep within you, deep within your body's mind and soul and within your genes and within your DNA. We've lost the ability to be able to sit with our emotions because it's been stigmatized that you're not allowed to be sad. You're not allowed to be depressed. You're not allowed to have anxiety. You're not allowed to do this. You've got to just get up, get the fuck on with it and move on. And it's so, so crucial that where we are in our life, where we are in the world, where things are at now, that we come back to who we are that we don't keep pushing all of our emotions under the carpet, that things just don't get swept away, you know, don't pick your fucking rock up and just throw it further out into the ocean because it's going to come back to you. I went on Tuesday to see a psychologist for my son and so obviously the first appointment is done without the child and I was just talking to her, you know, she wants to know what's going on, okay, and so, like, I speak to her about, my trauma and that we miscarried two years ago and that we've just miscarried again. And she's like, you know, when you've got complex trauma, it's compounding. So it basically means that it's like it's just another layer of trauma 
that if we don't deal with it, that if we don't process it, if we don't sit with this, if we go and put it back in Pandora's fucking box, it's, you're just going to self-implode. And I'm not, I think I know now because I'm in that position where I've spent the last couple of years on this, you know, on this journey, whatever, you know, like on this part of my life, the part of my life where I've been in this position where I've had the time and the support that I've needed to be able to heal, you know, I know I am where I am from what I've been through, but she was like, if we don't deal with this, if we don't process this, and that's what I've said to everyone when I'm when I sent out the message to my family and friends, and I was like, we've just miscarried. I just need some time to process this. It was the best thing I ever fucking did for myself because I drew the line and I drew the boundary right then and there. I need time. Because I know if I don't take this time, I am going to self-implode and nobody needs that. I don't need that and I deserve, like, you know, I I have to give myself that time and it's not just my my mind, the time to process, but it's my body, body physically being able to process this. So, yeah, there isn't always a fucking silver lining there isn't always a fucking lesson. Like I just keep thinking about one of my friends who lost her son last year to suicide and he's one of my biggest, I don't think I ever really met him, but to see what loss has happened because he's no longer here with us physically, it's my biggest driver because it breaks my heart that kids think that that's their option, right? And it's because we've had this generation upon generation upon generation of telling us that, like, just get the fuck over it. You'll be right. Go get a fucking bag of cement and harden the fuck up. Let's go to Bunnings and get some wood and some screws and build a bridge so that you can get over it. I think we've got to stop with that kind of talk. We've just got to sit with people. Let them sit with their emotions. Listen. We don't need to be the fixers. We don't need to give anyone the answer because really if we give people the time and the space, they will have the answer within themselves, being able to tell us what they need so that they can heal, so that they can get better. You know, and sure, sometimes people need a little bit of encouragement. There is definitely a place for positivity. Um but we've lost that ability to be able to sit with our emotions because of all of this genetic, and I'm going to say it's genetic trauma, you know, stuff that like I saw this really funny meme the other day and it was basically like two parents with a kid in the pram and the parents were just like, you should go to therapy and you should go to therapy. And the kid's like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the first one to go to therapy because of you two. You know, and I think that's fairly accurate. (laughs) But that's because back in the day, having these negative emotions just wasn't acceptable. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, thanks for all the love and the support that I've had over the last couple of weeks. I've really appreciated it. Have an amazing week. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode of the Real Womanhood Life podcast. Honestly, 
I've said it so many times. I just love having you here. I love having these conversations. And if you love listening, make sure you leave a review. Uh, share my podcast in your socials. You can find me on Instagram at withlove.karinajane. I am just, yeah, in awe of this amazing community and all of the support and love that you've given me. So, till next time.